Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Morning, welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Hour number three already. It's 6:03 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go check in with Captain Tommy Alexander and see how he did fishing in Conroe yesterday. Good morning, Tommy. How you doing, man? Mickey, what's up, Mickey? Oh, not a lot, brother. What's <clears throat> up with you? Another day in paradise. Yes, sir. Can't beat it. Living the dream. Yep. No, I'm just, uh, I'm not doing anything today, actually. I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to clean the boat up a little bit. Right. <clears throat> Been fishing on Conroe, like I said, our last three days or whatever. Right. So, we'll clean the boat up a little bit, and and that's about it today. Reorganize tackle and stuff like that. Well, you're... You're a switch hitting machine, man. Salt water one day, fresh water the next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm supposed to act actually have to wait. Well, not, what's today? Today's Sunday, right? Yeah. So tomorrow, I actually have a salt water trip tomorrow. Do you? So, yeah. Well, I've got a salt water trip good tomorrow. Good luck with that. <laughs> I know. And that, that's the thing. I don't. I, Might be a know, wash have, out there, bro. Yeah. I have one tomorrow, but I doubt it'll happen. I mean, because I, I was you. looking at it last night but i do have one on the books and i don't know we might move it to tuesday maybe uh i don't know but then i leave again i'm fishing the bass nations tournament on cleto next weekend on the 13th on next saturday so i'll be on cleto creek Cleto next creek. friday all right yeah i'll be there for friday and saturday next week <clears throat> hitting that bass nations one up over there so we'll see how I that see goes that old boy that gads O.H. Ivy, he's already throwing up some. I think a kid had a 12-something with him yesterday, and he had a 14-something the other day. So I, I saw that 14-something the other day, yeah. Oh, it's a toad, man. <clears throat> it's that time of year, you know I mean? This is when it they – It is. And that's kind of – I mean, yeah, I still do some salt water this time of year too, but this is, you know, my bath time of year, January, February, March. That's when I'm yes. hitting the bath pretty hard. And then, you know, all summer long, and I'll be in salt water. So, but it actually works out pretty good, you know, because the best bath time is 
when I'm the slowest at salt water. So mm. not that it's bad salt water. It's actually good salt water too. It's just, that's when my business is the slowest, you know, you ain't got right. a lot of people wanting to go guiding down here. I don't, I mean, some, some guys have some pretty good clientele in the winter. Mine, I don't have that much going on January, February, March. <clears throat> my stuff picks up about April and, you know, salt water. I'm the salt water from April through Thanksgiving. <clears throat> and then the bass starts up. It's like yeah. duck hunters, except for my duck hunting is bass fishing. Right. <laughs> yeah, Bink <laughs> sent me a picture of that nice fish you caught. You see a 7.3. Yeah, that, well, that one. Was uh, a stump, too, man. That thing was as yeah. wide as he was long. Uh, he really wasn't that long. Yeah, I mean, he was yeah. like. I mean, I don't remember. I think he was like 19 inches or something like that. He wasn't that long. Right. It, it was crazy uh, because, you know, Conroe, you got a 16-inch limit. Right. So, you know, when 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 we netted it, you know, I was like, good Lord, look how fast. So that's an eight-pounder. <laughs> and the guy that was with me said, yeah, but it looks like it's barely a keeper. <laughs> I said, good night. You're right. I had to measure it. <clears throat> I kept looking at that picture, picture and I'm going, man, that fish is not very long at all. No, no, it was like 19 inches long and weighed seven three. That's a pig. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was definitely a pig. It won me some money though, so it made the trip Did worthwhile. It? Yeah, so made the trip worthwhile, and uh, I caught. We caught a bunch of other ones, but nothing else real big. Everything else was kind of small that we got onto. That's what Richard's you know, been saying. That's... You know, he's been catching some bass that are just small right now. He can't get any big ones. Well, look like you got lucky and found you one. That's a good. I one. found and well, and then I caught one in, in course in the practice pre-fish day too on Friday. Not that big, but I caught one that was about six, five and a half to six. Yeah. On pre-fish day, I had a five and a half. Let's call it a five and a half. I, so I had a five and a half, and then I had about a four pounder right. on pre-fish day, and uh, so I went right back to that same spot on the tournament morning. And uh, literally, I caught that seven pounder like my third cast yesterday morning. Boy, that's like, a I hell could of a way to start the day right yeah. there, man. Third or fourth cast. Wow. You know, what'd you I, catch I, that I, fish on? Crankbait? A rattle, uh, no, a rattle trap. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I caught it on a rattle trap. I was ripping, uh, I'd been throwing in the hydrilla and ripping that rattle trap out of the, the edges of the hydrilla. Uh huh. And uh, it was about my third cast, and my hands were frozen. I mean, I couldn't hardly feel my <laughs> It was rod. cold up in Conroe yeah. yesterday morning, man. God. It was in the low 30s. Yes, and we I had to run. I ran 70 miles an hour in that bass boat. Oh, Lord. And that, yeah, it was 38 degrees, and I ran whatever, four or five miles in 70 miles an hour. And when I stopped, I, was, I had, like, brain freeze. My head hurt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> And my hand, I and I had gloves on, and I still couldn't feel my hands. I had to take my gloves off to fish. I, I never really found a good pair of gloves that I can fish with good. But uh, so I'm sitting there, and I can't even hardly feel my rod. I said, "Man, this is this is terrible." And I it was about third or fourth cast, and it just kind of stopped and loaded up, and I pulled on it. And I I thought I had a huge hunk of hydrilla. I couldn't even feel my hands. You know, I pulled. I was like, "God dang, I got a massive thing of hydrilla," and then all of a sudden it took off. <laughs> He started like, running. Oh, yeah, he started running. I said, "Crap, that that ain't hydrilla." It, uh, that, it was... that reminds me of the morning me and Jimmy Lloyd <laughs> fished that IFA championship out of Offutt's Bayou, and it was like thirty four degrees that morning, 
we left out of there and went, ran wide open all the way from Offutt's all the way up to the north end of the complex to the San Jacinto River. And when we got there, we looked at each other and, like, anybody going to grab a rod? We couldn't even feel anything. I couldn't even, yeah. I couldn't even feel my face. Yes. That's, that's where I was at yesterday after that boat run. I had brain freeze, my head hurt. And I couldn't feel my hands at all. Like I couldn't hardly hold. I was afraid I was going to drop the rod. That's what I was kind of afraid of because I couldn't squeeze my hands together right. It was terrible. But then that fish took off running. I said, oh, man, that's that's a fish. And I said, man, it's a big one, I think, too. I mean, it was pulling drag, you know. And the way I had my, my reels and my bass, I mean, if the bass pulls my drag, it's usually a pretty good one. So Right. Uh, I said, man, you better get the net. I think this is a good one. So that was that. And then literally, I mean, two casts later, I caught another one, but it wasn't obviously that big, but I caught another one that was, I don't know, maybe a two and a half pounder. And I thought, man, we're on them. You know, I mean, I it ain't been fishing five minutes and I got two in a good one. And then that was, and then we went for like two hours without a bite. Whoa. Maybe two and a half hours without a bite. That bite. Yeah. So I had to start moving around. And then uh, once that sun come up good, I moved around. I went a little deeper, actually. And uh, it seemed like, I don't know, I, we started picking up a few more. They were mostly smaller, but mm-hmm. we started catching a few more in the middle of the day. But it was all right. Like I said, I, it, that one won a little money, so that's made the trip okay. And I got three weekends in a row. I got next weekend, I got a Bass Nations on Cleto. And then the next weekend after that, I'm somewhere else. I don't remember where. Maybe Rayburn or back to Conroe. I got three in a row. Well, you got yeah. something going on, putting that new bass boat to work. <clears throat> yeah, got her all broke in now, letting her air out. Let her eat. It, it was cold. I mean, that, whew, God, I, at first I took out of there, you know, I was running like 70 down that lake. And it didn't feel quite so bad. And then about two miles in, my head started hurting. I could feel it. It felt like someone was just, like, had a blowtorch to my head. It was almost hot. It was so cold that it felt hot. Yeah. Dang. I started slowing down a little bit. (laughs) The guy with me, the guy with me is like, man, where, he he knew where we were going. He said, what are you doing? I said, man, I can't, I can't run. My head's hurting too bad. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, yeah at was, least in a bay boat, good. you got somewhat of a console and somewhat of a wind I know. break you can get behind. The only thing I got, I got my big unit, my big graph. You know, I got a twelve inch, I got a twelve inch screen right there in right. front of me, and I, I kind of was. That's what I was doing. I was trying to duck down behind that, ducking that down big. Behind it. Yeah, yeah. I got that twelve inch hummingbird that sits up there, and I was ducking down behind it, but it, it wasn't working too good. It just no. wasn't. It wasn't. I bet those boys were cold out of Matagorda yesterday morning running all the way south. I I heard a lot of them going all the way down to Mansfield and stuff from Matagorda. What a boat ride. Man, that would have been horrendous. But there were pretty good good weights in there, you know? Yeah. I I watched. I looked at last night when I got off the water. I I was looking through it and looking at the weights, you know, because I got a lot of buddies. You know, all my buddies are fishing that thing, and I would have fished it too. If I wasn't already paid for this, this was a series. This is a series I'm fishing. If this was the first tournament of the series, yeah, you had, to and I was already that. paid. Yeah, I had to fish it. it but I would have fished that Trout Masters if if I wouldn't have had anything going on for sure. 
but I wanted to fish it. Yeah, there was some good weights. I didn't know where anybody went. I hadn't talked to anybody yet, but yeah, they're doing it again right now. They're fixing to take off, I guess, in about 30 minutes. Yeah, my old buddies, Jimmy Lloyd and Eric Simmons, they're in third. They had two third, fish. Yeah, I saw that. Like 1091. Barton and Jordan, they had a 778. That's a good trout there, buddy. Huh. Let me knock this break out. I'll be right back okay. at you, Tommy. Hang right. with me, brother. All right. Well, Boyd's One Stop, they're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse. Croker's located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. If you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's from their tanks to your live well. That bait's as good as it can possibly be, and there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. You can check them out firsthand. They have them on display there at the store. You can, you know, Call Jason Cogburn for more information at 281-701-8107. And while you're by the store, check out all their quality, wild-caught Gulf seafood. No farm raised at Boyd's. And uh, they got a big shrimp special going on this weekend with their big U10s or their 912s, 1518s. Uh, great price, great availability. And when you go by Boyd's, uh, check it all out firsthand and you can go on the web at boydsonestop.com or call them at 409-945-4001. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Sports Radio 610 presents... Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning, 619 here in the Bayou City. Okay, Tommy, we are back, my friend. All right, all right. Yes, sir. Well, I'm, <clears throat> yeah. I'm glad you did good yesterday and uh, need to keep winning money, pay for that new boat, man. Yeah, yeah, I need to keep it. I need Gotta to keep support the that habit, going. brother. <laughs> yeah, keep the roll going. Bay boat, few... bass boat, that's big yeah. money. I got a few few random bass trips, you know, to Fayette this winter too. So I'll run a few trips over there. Yeah, I didn't bit. get a hold of Bob Green yesterday or Friday, and uh, I didn't. I don't know what's going on in Fayette County right now. So I'm <clears> I'll start up over there. I got well, I'll start up, but I mean, I got trips end of this month. I got one or two, and then February I got three or four trips over there. So mm -hmm. I'll be over there three or four times next month, uh, and you know, just kind of run a few trips over there in between the tournaments 
Yeah, that's a good bass lake. If, you know, if you like catching numbers and uh, decent fish, that's a good place to fish, man. It's it's a great lake to guide. I mean, it's a great bass lake to guide on. Yeah. It really is because people can catch them and easy, a little easier. You know, people that don't bass fish a whole lot can still right. get the taste of catching them and can bass, you know, can do it. And it's not so big where you can't find them, you know, cover, you can cover the whole lake almost a day and find them. It's not that, it's not too big. Yeah. We got coves in Galveston Bay, almost that big. (laughs) Oh yeah. Same with Conroe there, you know, there's fingers in Conroe that are bigger than that whole lake. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Really Conroe surprises me of how big i mean it's not big compared to rayburn and toledo it's not well it's spread out you know it yeah it take it covers a lot of and everywhere you go there you find i mean all the time i'm finding new stuff i didn't even hardly know was there i'm like man where did this little cove you know go and this little finger ended up over here and you know there's just there's just all kinds of areas little bridges everywhere all there's lots of bridges on that lake a lot of structure there's just a lot of structure and it's honestly it's like it's it's got it looks like you it's got two different lakes in one you know mm-hmm. you can go way up north and it feels like you're fishing in toledo or rayburn and you go down south and you're fishing around houses it's totally different yeah you know it's, it's just a different it's just got a lot of different you know different kinds of structures and different kinds of things to fish it's pretty it's a pretty unique lake for sure but it can also be very make you really want to pound your head into the ground it can be stubborn well it's uh it's either good or it's bad there's hardly ever any in between any yeah that's that is for me too either i'm really getting them or i'm not at all exactly and they move a lot i mean those fish to me i don't know why and i mean i'm sure everybody's different but to me on conroe those fish move more than they do on other lakes i I can find a good water fish on, on Fayette and, and I'll sit there and catch them for two weeks, you know? Right. And, and I can't do that on Conroe. I mean, you might get a couple of days and they're, and that's it. And they're gone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the next day they're gone. Kind of reminds you of saltwater fishing a little bit. Yeah. Lately, that's how this year was for me in Matagorda. It was like that, you know, years and years ago it seemed it seemed the other way you know i'd get on a good well you just had so many darn fish man you probably you weren't catching the you go the same spot every day and catch different schools of fish it. you know yeah yeah because you could go the same spot back in the day and just catch them now you've got to follow them around you got to stay on them right because they they might not be there that same spot I yeah, wonder how man. many people went went way south and how many stayed around Matagorda in that tournament. I don't know. It's I'd, I'll be anxious to know. That, uh, but they they got the boats to do it with. If you want to make the ride, you got the boat on to do it with. And plus, it was calm. You you pinned the ears back yesterday. Yeah, you let her eat. That's it. Let someone someone told me that the boat insurance companies are fixing to do something with boats that go over 80. They're fixing to really have a major hike increase on boats that go over 80. Oh, boy. Here we go. So I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't want to swear to that. They need more money. Yeah, right. And I don't want to swear to that, but I did hear that from somebody in the insurance field told me that they were getting together because of all these boats going so fast and everything. And they were going to like make it where it was, you know, it was going to be outrageous if your boat went over 80. 
boy. So we'll see. I don't know how true that well, is. Well, I don't but... have to worry about that with my rig, so. <laughs> well, I don't either. I don't have anything. Even my bass boat doesn't go over 80, so. Yeah. I don't have anything that goes over 80. Well, 80's cruising speed for some of these boats. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it really is. That's the yeah. modeled back. <laughs> yeah. And I've done it. I've been in some of them doing it. I mean, Chris Coulter's boat will do do over 80. I've been in it. You know, when his his personal boat, I mean, we went over 80, and I was like, my God. And it don't scare, you know, it didn't scare me bad when we, when the water's calm and we were doing like 85 or whatever we were doing. It wasn't that, but it was when we was rough, you know, we were still doing 80 and it was rough and that's when it gets sketchy. And you, Them boys don't let off. They still do 80, 90 one, miles an hour in the rough. Yeah, I can only imagine what 115, 117 feels like. I don't want any of that. Man, that's getting it. I made it this I'm, far with slow boats. I'll continue on. <laughs> that's moving. I, I've never been that fast. I think that about 88 is the fastest. 87, 88 is the fastest I've ever been in a boat, and that was in Chris's boat. Right. And that was the fastest I've ever done. Oh, well. And that's moving, you know. And like I said, it wasn't that bad when you're in the intercoastal. But when we're cutting across the bay and it's a little choppy and you're still running 80-something, Mm-hmm. That's when it feels a little sketchy to me. Yeah, it, uh, start that chine walking. Yeah. <laughs> no, and the, the bass boats, I'm pretty good. I feel pretty confident in the bass boats. I, I can drive them, and I can run 70. I mean, I'm not running 90 and 100, but I can run 70 in that bass boat, you know, and, and drive right through a little chine walk and hit the way. I don't have a problem with that. That doesn't bother me. I don't know why I feel I feel pretty secure in that bass boat, but. Uh, I know anything can happen to any of them, but I feel pretty secure in those bass boats. Right. Until it gets too rough. You know, once it gets to a point, you can't do that. But are those cross waves, you know, when you're running out of those tournaments and you're hitting, you know, and there's boats all around you. Yeah, and all the boat chop and, and everything else. Yeah. yeah that's, I bet that gets a little that'll, hairy. That'll get a little hairy. You start running 70 and you try to go over somebody else's, you know, not head on. Head on's fine, but when they're you're going cross waves at 70, it'll start. It'll get a little hairy on you. Kind of make yeah. you freak out and hold on a little bit. Yeah. But I don't, I ain't going to, I'd rather get there and fish than flip over and die. So exactly. Live to fish another day. <clears throat> yeah. If I lose, I lose, but at least I'm going to go home and fish another day. That's right. All right, Tommy. <laughs> well, I'm glad I got a hold of you and, and uh, good job. I'll, uh, we'll see what next weekend brings. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. Uh, it's gonna I'll be, be cold again too, Jordan. The is that yeah? What's the yeah? Is it a front coming? When's that front coming? Well, there's uh, man, I'll, I'll be in Cleto, which is Victoria. So yeah, well, it'll be a little warmer down there, but it. Uh, let's see, we got we're gonna have north winds for a while. It looks like we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna get this one Tuesday northwest at thirty, and then we got another one coming on Friday northwest at thirty. But you know we're getting those good laydowns mm. behind them. We're not. It's not. Yeah. Hanging on. You know, it goes, <clears throat> gets some yeah, east yeah. in it and, and lays to five to ten. So, it uh, for the Houston area, they're saying a freeze possible. You know, Saturday morning. So yeah, you're gonna be pretty cool. Thirty three degrees or whatever. You know, here. So that'll put you about thirty five down there. I imagine thirty six. Yeah, so great. Nothing. Changes. Boy, that hurt. That, that hurts hurt. trying to fix that. 
That boat I ride hurts. All right. Well, all we're right, buddy. Well, if uh, somebody wants to call you about fishing, fresh or <clears> salt water, how they get a hold of you, Tommy? Yeah, they can uh, look me up on Facebook under Tommy Alexander or just give me a call or text, leave a message on my phone at 979-709-8242. All right, my friend. Well, it's uh, <clears throat> always a pleasure talking to you, Tommy. You take care, yes, man. Yes, sir. Continue All on, right, well, my friend. Talk to you later. All right, buddy. Thanks. See you. Later. All right, that's Tommy Boy Alexander from Matagorda, Bay City area. All right, let's run up to Richland Chambers now. Let's check in with our good friend, Roy Simmons. Royce, good morning. How are you, bud? Happy New Year, Mickey. How are you doing? Same to you, my friend. Yeah, uh, it's been a, a little while since I checked in. Thought I'd see what's happening. Uh, I, uh, I think I might have been listening to a, a, a pre-broadcast or whatever you call them. Did you get away on a hunting trip last week I or two? I sure did. My, my uh, yearly vacation from Christmas to New Year's, I went and did it. It was good to get away bro. any hunting trips good but did you put something in the in the freezer yeah i, I did get me a meat buck a cold buck so uh not all lost yeah, excellent good for you good for you it's it's been a a good holiday period uh we stayed pretty busy like you normally do during the all thanksgiving christmas new year's time frame and then now new year's here and uh oh we're down to that couple of trips a week and that's okay <laughs> just uh i don't know it seemed like we've had four or five little old fronts in the last couple of weeks that deal with us that oh, much needed rain got our lake from about three foot low a month ago to about a foot and a half low which is, well, is great leaving yeah. it, leaving you you know leaving fall, however you want to say it uh, if you're only down a foot and a half we're going to be in great shape come springtime and get you know, those sure. a little bit more more serious rains but uh we we had a really really good uh white bass hybrid bite start about oh, late november and all the way through the holidays and then uh this last trip or two over the last week or two uh water temp got down into the the low 50s was uh, it stayed right around 60 degree plus for the longest and uh my white's kind of got a little tougher so we're back to catfishing the last trip or two and and that's that's not all bad either many catfish as we got so it's yeah, been it's been catfish a bites going off for everybody right now it's really picking it, up. It, it was really a good start to it in the late fall and then uh you know if you if you got the the people with the the right thermal underwear and whatever to deal with it, uh, it it's, it's pretty good. But uh, we we pulled up to the boat ramp yesterday. It wasn't even going to start until about 9 o'clock. And I knew we were going to have a breeze, but on that northwest wind, when they say 5 to 10, you can almost guarantee it's 15. And uh, and uh, I, only, <laughs> I only had a couple of guys going out in their regulars and, they got out of the car, and you could see your breath blowing a little bit, and they said, you sure we want to do this? I said, you see that boat on the trailer? It's not in the water. I was waiting on you to make the call. So, uh, there you we, go. <laughs> we, you know, I, I guess I'm getting wimpy in my old age, but, boy, those 15-mile-an-hour those north winds on our lake will just beat you up getting oh, getting to wherever man. you're going to get to. You know, you can hide from them, but you got to get there and get back. So. you got to get there first. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was looking at this this week's schedule again, just a couple of trips, but 
golly, I saw some stuff that said 30 and 40 mile an hour winds Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm something like that. that. Too. Same forecast uh, down here. Really? Well, it's not going to blow itself out coming through here, I guess. Uh, well. No, it doesn't oh, well. Like it. It's because it's coming to so, the coast. That's okay. It may be time to do something else I hadn't yet done. Let's put a log on the fireplace. So uh, it's. Uh, it's January, February, and, you know, we got a whole lot more trips on the books in March, April, and May than we do January, February, but that's okay. That's okay. Right. So, well, I just wanted to call and say hello. I hadn't talked to you in a while, and I uh, hope you had a, a good while, holidays. Man. You've been staying well, healthy? Everything's good. Just well. <laughs> knock on wood. Everything's uh, good. Yeah, I tell you what, I uh, I went to sleep on your Texans last night, but then when I checked the I score a while ago, too in the fourth quarter. But uh, I got up, you know, I got here early and I had it on the NFL channel and got to watch the end of the game again. So, yeah, uh, my Cowboys have done, you know, got their spot, but they can improve on it and get a home game by beating the uh, the lowly Washington Commanders today. But you know what happens when you start overestimating your or underestimating your opponent. I so you never know. Happen a million times. Hope the Jaguars <laughs> do that today with the Titans. Hell, what 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 is the deal with it? Is it just a wild well, card lock for yeah, for the for the Texans lock now? But if the Jaguars lose, we win the division. So there you go. And that would be a that'd be a home game at least to start to the playoffs, anyway, I guess. But it'd be against Cleveland, and uh, boy, you saw what Cleveland did to us earlier this year. They, uh, they poured coals to us. <laughs> I, I tell you what, you, you got an exciting team to watch down there, and I think you got something to build on too. I mean, we do. You know, we got a young team and a uh, great coach i'm i've always been a d'amico ryan's kind of isn't guy. he something he, he is something else isn't he class act i i really like the guy yeah i tell you what anyway yes yeah. well i tell you what football. i figure you i figure <laughs> you got football. some listeners trying to trying to call in and and say something more important than i got to say i just gonna say happy new year and uh, we'll be chatting with you off and on all right roy stay in touch man don't be a stranger brother yeah, i'm not so take care and i appreciate the time okay give some info somebody wants to come up and fish with uh, you, man. yeah richland chambers 903-389-4117 uh gonefishing.biz on the web and you know, it's pretty much catfish right now for it's not guaranteed but it's a it's a good box of fish almost every trip and we're probably six or eight weeks away from the white bass breaking loose spring break time. But uh you never know. It's uh it's uh fish is a little different from year to year, so we'll see. Well that's good. We'll stay Take in care, touch. man. Catch him up. I boys. will. All right, go you bet. Thank you, Mickey. Texans. All right, brother. <laughs> see you. All right, man. All right, that's Roy Simmons up on Richland Chambers. And I need to take a moment to tell everyone about the Belleville Meat Market. You know, we're winding down to deer season, but South Texas goes a while in uh, their processing facility. It's open year-round, and, uh, man, they're busy right now, and uh, they're doing a great job over there. They're real easy to find. They're right in downtown Belleville. Just look for the big white sign. Their meat market and processing facility are right next door to one another. And check out all their... You know, weekly specials on their uh, different blends of pecan smoked sausage. They have free samples available. You can always try it and uh, check out all their good barbecue in their meat market. Whether you're looking for homemade hot dogs, pulled pork, best brisket sandwich you'll ever eat, they've got it all at the Belleville Meat Market in their wild game processing facility. 
This year they're making Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home the entire family can enjoy all year long. And the Belleville Meat Market is celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 640 here in the Bayou City. Final segment of the Outdoor Show today. And uh, phone lines are open, 713-572-4610. That's 713-572-4610. All right, let's get to the call lines. We've got a shocker hanging on. Guitar Dave. What's up, Dave? Hey, Captain. What about them Texans, boy? I'll tell you yeah, what. They, baby. They got a, they got a little uh, team spirit in them. Let me just put it that way. You know, and um, – I'm just happy that they're working everything out together and, and uh, just stay calm. Don't get excited. Y'all boys drink a cup of coffee before y'all get out there and then go after it. You know, but man. Well, I tell you, I was hey. getting, getting pretty restless and shaky there in that second half when they're just running the ball down our throat. Our our yeah. defensive line couldn't have stopped an ice cream truck in that third quarter. I'm just going, man, <laughs> we, we got to stop this running game. They're going to eat us up. But they, yeah. they got it together. They made some adjustments, and, hey, they won the ball game. It's all good. Well, we got good coaches, and um, and then, like I Definitely. said, we got a whole lot of good team, team spirit together that everybody's well, working in unison. guys are really talented, and uh, they got that spirit and drive. That's uh, that, was, that was awesome. Yes, sir. Hey, I got me a, a, a new uh, 38. It's a, a Rock Island Armory a 38. And it's a revolver, and it's a, it's got a wooden handle on it, but then I could change it out. It's got like a black plastic handle I could put on there if I wanted to. Uh, but it, it, it's it, uh, I haven't shot it yet, but um, it's it's a uh, oh uh, you know what when when I bought it, they uh, had two uh, a little brown package in there that had two spent shells that they done test fired it with. You know, right. to make sure it was good. Yeah, that was man. I'm I'm excited about that. And then, uh, oh, and then about maybe about eight o'clock or so, I'm gonna have a couple of rods to set up, and then my buddy Ruben, he's gonna come by and get me, and uh, then I'm gonna run down to the Tech City Dike and, and uh, dabble around there a little bit. You know, not not fishing real hard, just kind of getting out there, hanging out, and then. Uh, on the way back, I heard uh, Tech City Dave saying they had crawfish over here for sale, I think. Really? No, he said they didn't have crawfish. They can't get Oh, them. they didn't? No, they, oh, got okay. a big, they had a big shrimp special going. Well, that's good. That's good enough. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's plenty good. Yeah, because I'll do, a, I'll do a, a shrimp bowl or, or, you know, make me some gumbo or something. But, right. uh, no, you know, uh, now everything's been going pretty good. Uh, every, you know, we had a... a like I say, up there at American Legion, a lot of people, you know, they really enjoy the show. There's so many people that uh, talk to me pretty much every day. That they, they're listening to y'all and and uh, learning, you know, trying to figure out what, where to go and what to throw and what to do and what to shoot, you know. So, but man, you know, well, overall. That's what we don't do here. We just talk shop, fishing and hunting. Right. That's... Hey, I'll tell you what, you know, and most of the time, 
I'd say 99% of the time, you go to, like, to the Texas City Dike or you get on a pier with somebody that knows what they're doing and everything, you can, they don't mind you asking them how to help them out with this or that or how do you tie that. Yeah, I'm going to have to figure out how to do a surgeon knot on, uh, again, and I'll, I'll Google it or something. But, uh, yeah, it, and I don't know if my fingers could do it anymore with all my uh, arthritis, Sanford and Son. I got arthritis, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, you know, uh, do the surgeon's knot because I need to tie some more line on one of one of these reels I've got. And, uh, yeah, you can do go surgeons. You can do blood knot, FG knot, just whatever, you know, attaching lines together. And it, uh, Yeah, and it's basically it's basically going to be on uh, – I've I only got so much left on that one spool. And so it's going to be way down there anyway to where, you know, when I cast it, I probably won't even get to the knot anyway. Right. You, you know? don't want that to happen. You want to, you know, keep the knot down as low as you can on the spool and then put your new line above that where you have at least two-thirds of new line on top of that old line. I got you. I got you. And then, uh, yeah, and, and I tell you that that, uh, that one knot that I tied that time, remember I told you, man, it, man, it wasn't even – three feet of water there and it was crystal clear over there at that jetty on the on the other side when you go through the cut and i had free willy in that shrimp and man i guarantee you know the one that got away man that had to be the biggest speckled trout i ever hooked into and then whenever I, he jumped off there then i looked at the end of my line and it was had a a pigtail on it, man, because I didn't oh, tie that it right. Early cue. That's uh, <laughs> that knot came untied there, Dave. That's what I'm talking about. All right, well, hey everybody, make uh, throw up. <laughs> let me tell you, I wanted to fall out of the boat. Luckily, it was only like I said, about three feet of water. <laughs> so, but anyway, hey, uh, uh, everybody, uh, ha- have a happy fun Sunday, and and uh, God bless, and God keep us, and God bless America, Captain Mick. Thank you. All right, later, man. All right. Well, that's it. Man, no more new callers here? Well, we've got a little time left. Somebody wants to get a call in. You got a good story you want to share with us or a good fishing trip or what have you or killed you a big buck this year? We'd love to hear about it. With all the annex, 713-572-4610. That's 713-572-4610. Give us a call. We'd love to talk about it. Um, yeah, looking at that Texas Trout Masters Day 1 final results out of Matagorda yesterday. It, uh, I mean, it wasn't great for everybody, but uh, the ones that got them, got them. You know, Barton and Jordan, they, uh, they had a 778 for their biggest trout, and their second biggest trout was a 439, so they're leading with 12.17 pounds. And uh, Ferguson and Andale, that's Team 14. They had a 589 and a 619. That's two good solid ones there with 1208. And then uh, Eric Simmons and Jimmy Lloyd, Team number three, their big trout was a 58, and they had another one, 511. They're sitting there in third at 1091. And then Francis and Coleman, Team number seven, they're 478 and 589 on their two trout. They weighed in with uh uh 1067 so uh pretty respectable weights there for two fish and then it just kind of falls on off from seven and a half pounds down to uh right at 
you know, two something, just one fish weighed in for a couple of teams. But a few teams didn't even weigh a fish in, so it, that happens. That's tournament fishing, though. Seen that a million times. So, anyway, all right, let's go to Steve from the Galleria area, and let's check in with old Steve this morning. Hey, Steve, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing wonderful. I haven't talked to you in a while. and <laughs> It has been a while. You've been hunting. Yeah, I haven't been doing much. I haven't been hunting much, but um have a fun story. I, I couldn't tell which one of the pictures came through to you. It kept saying re- reject, reject, but uh went out to Marfa. I've developed a, a real good relationship with a retired game, uh, Border Patrol guy and some other folks. And right. So I went out for, uh, I went out for an elk, uh, elk, cow, and a mule deer. And I got the elk cow pretty quick. And then the mule deer, they bounced me around in the truck. And then my hip was probably giving me a hard time. And I kept saying, well, let's shoot this. Let's shoot. No, 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 no. I don't want to shoot that one. <laughs> and finally, I said, ah, this is crazy. And they said, you know, we don't even know if you can shoot it anymore. And I said, okay. So we come across around this ravines. And there is this giant mule deer. That mule deer that I sent you the picture is 10 years old, had no teeth left. Wow. And uh, I don't think you see, they, they had picked him out for me. And there's some camera shots from the feeder that I, I shot him. Anyway, I shot him. And anyway, I said, now you boys go get him. He's in a ravine. They got him. But here's <laughs> the funniest part. <laughs> I got over to the Belleville meat market. We rushed home. I got up at 3 o'clock uh, yesterday morning. Because I had all that meat in the, in the coolers, and we got out of the Belleville Meat Market, and two 150 quart coolers full. One was full of elk, and one was full of uh, mule deer. Goodness! So they took it up to the to the front stand there. You know, you're checking it up, and what what do you want to do with it? And they, I said, have you seen Captain Mickey? They said, yeah, he was in here yesterday. I said, well, good. I said, that's why I'm in here. I said, you guys do a great job for me. And, so the little gal behind the counter, you probably see her. She's about 20, 19, 20 yeah. years old. Yeah, I saw her the yeah. other day. Yeah, real, real cute little thing. And yeah. So we're going through the the. My wife's going through the mule deer and do this with it, did it, do this with it, do this with it. And we got these big hams and shoulders of elk and all this. She <laughs> says, well, "What do you want to do with all this?" I said, "I just toss it out." <laughs> toss it out. She looked, I said, "Just toss it out." Of course, some of the senior guys are sitting back there, and they got this big grin. She said, you think? And I looked over at those guys. I said, and this is a guy you're letting you handle your money? And, oh, God, we laughed. I said, just toss it out. So, toss that mule deer out and save that elk for me. I'll take that elk, buddy. That's, uh, you know, in a heartbeat. And, uh, primo. We, it, 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 it is, and, uh, but I mean, those guys jack with me. I kept saying, "Look at that one! Look at that one!" Ah, you don't want to shoot that old mule deer. You don't want to shoot that one. And then we came around the corner, and that thing—that thing was giant. And it was old Mickey. He was solid white. And man, oh, old gray, gray-faced oh, old deer, man. They said he was about ten, is what they figured. Yeah, that's a good. One. No teeth, no teeth. Um, so. Anybody will get fun, and I thought you'd get a kick out of it. I'll just toss it out. Toss so, it out. Yeah. No, they, they, they do a heck of a the job. The best thing to do at Belleville, really, it's so confusing when you get there because they got so many products they can turn your meat into, you know, uh-huh. with all their processing. And uh, I just go online, and 
on my laptop and sit my wife down and said, all right, this is how much meat I've got, and this, what do you want? And we right. just handle it there, and that way when I walk in, they can just roll it in there in that cart, and I say, I want this and this, and then I'm out of there. But it, uh, You know, that's what they need to do. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, you can go online. They've got uh, all their processing listed with the pricing per pound, all of it, you know, whether you want the dry sticks or, you know, you want – I think you have a minimum of what, like twenty-five pounds. You have to have right. one product made into whether it's tamales or, you know, burger, pan sausage. You know, all your smoked sausages, summer sausage. Uh, it just, it's mind-boggling. Well, they're a bunch of fun kids, and I tip them fairly well. They'll clean out the cooler and all that stuff. Oh, they rinse it out. I mean, uh, yeah, they do a fine job, and. You know, I got there, and I'm all way, all the way at the end of the line out on the street, and I'm going, my goodness, man, everybody's killing Ooh. deer this year. And uh, uh-huh. and uh, they got a spot open in the middle, and the guy walked down there and said, you can pull up and pull in there by the door. We got a spot open. So I went up there, and, I mean, I was unloading out of there in like five minutes. I'm going, this is crazy. Uh-huh. Excellent well, that's what service. happened We, I mean, I wanted to make sure – and. I'd talked to B&B taxidermy too, and they were going to be open until two o'clock. And so I got up at three, and I told my wife, I'd, "Let's let's go." Make the and run. so we had all stuff loaded. It, it, it's six hundred and fifty miles one way. And so Goodness. we went over it and got the beat taken care of. And then one of the fellows said, "Here's a shortcut back over to to um, B&B taxidermy." And I know Heather over there fairly well. As many animals I've taken in there, right? And uh, and one of the one of the uh, on the the right brow tine had been snapped off, and luckily they had taken those pictures I sent you of them roaming around. They said, "Oh, we'll fix that," and so they'll fix them up like new. Oh yeah. And I, <laughs> I was giving them a hard time over there. I the owner, and I said, "Hey, I'm running out of room. How about lend me some money to?" add on my house I can put more he says yeah and I'll give you a box of shells too how's that sound so anyway well enjoy your show and have a lot of fun and our next trip is uh, France and I'll get you a bunch of pictures from there for a seek of deer is what I'm going after okay well good deal well I'm glad you're yeah. living the dream still hunting and fishing baby nothing like it I'm, tr- I'm trying to this crazy right hip of mine you know that when I went in and had surgery for all the uh, cancer stuff and nothing taken out, yeah, I said, Asian fellow, I think I told you this, I said, what did you do your right tip? I said, I did a lot of running. He said, no. He said, this is tennis or golf. I said, well, I tried to play 130 rounds of golf a year. He goes, ah, what's your handicap? Oh, anyway. Yeah, my uh, my nephew's going through all that hip stuff from all the golf he's played all his life. It's not pretty, man. That's uh. Well, when they take you know, a, they take off X ray. Yeah, it's not good. Well, well, I, I you know, Nikki, I watched uh, Jack Nicholas walk up sixteen at the Masters one year. He could barely get up there, and yeah, then uh, yeah, it was. And but he told he he had hip surgery. And he told people, he said, don't wait on it. Get it done. Yes. And I've had three friends, and I'll get it done. They go on the table. They slice them open. They've already got everything measured, put everything in. They walk off the table. Oh. Yeah. Good uh, 
fishing buddy and a customer of mine, old John, he had a hip replacement, and uh, we went down to Baffin. You couldn't even tell. I mean, he was like brand new again. Yeah, I like to do that without the cutting, though. Yeah, I know. It's uh, that's a hard decision to make whether to get cut on or not these days. You know that that's what my sister died from. I mean, she had one replaced, and then uh, the second one when they replaced it, she uh, she got blood poisoning in the hospital, and oh. she was gone in about ten days. It's pitiful. And that stuff is rampant in those hospitals. I, yes, uh, it is. Yes, it is. You know. But anyway, well, well you have I a good week, run, man. I am okay. out of time, brother. Well, Steve, okay. well, good talking enjoy to talking you. to you, man. Don't be a stranger. Okay. See you, man. I won't. Right. I won't. See you. Bye. All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show. But guess what? We'll be back next Thursday morning, bright and early at 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.